Welcome to Beat It Movie Reviews. I'm aspiring 60s singer Joe Cabello, and this is 60s pimp Chris Asoda. Chris, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Poppy Chulo. <laughs> Learned that phrase in uh, very young via the WWF at the time, where there was a wrestler, Poppy Chulo, and Jim Ross uh, clarified for the audience that means pimp daddy. <laughs> <laughs> classic all right so why are we talking about those names we are talking about those names because we are going to review last night in soho the new edgar wright film uh so that's going to be our main review excited to talk about that one but first before we get into our main review let's talk about some things we've been watching chris i'll let you take it away as long as you bring it back if you promise. Uh, okay, I promise. I promise. I will bring it back. Uh, let's see. Just a quick recap of some of the stuff I've been watching. Yeah. Uh, Succession, dude. Watch the new episode. New episode. Yeah, what's that? Two or three episodes out? That's, uh, well, t- since we're recording Monday, there's actually four episodes out. But uh, I just watched the third one. Or actually, I'm sorry, second. So there is three out. Apparently, this new third episode is like really good. Everyone's talking about it. Oh, uh, it's one of those, it, so, those standout yeah. ones. Yeah. So really excited for that because uh, I feel like the first two episodes are kind of just easing back into the show. And it's kind of just more the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing about it has been very like surprising. It's just kind of like setting up what the focus of the season will be. Yeah, not quite locking it in, I'm sure, yet, yeah, until maybe yeah. this this next this third one. episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be that. So, yeah, looking still looking forward to it. Uh, how about you? What have you been watching? You know, on the HBO train, I uh, I did watch the premiere episode of Curb season. Oh, nice. Curb Your Enthusiasm. For those who don't know, who aren't cool <laughs> and talk like that, Curb Your Enthusiasm season 11. Uh, so there's a, maybe a couple episodes out, or at least two now as of this recording as well but i saw the pilot which uh the pilot the first episode which i believe you saw as well yeah right yeah uh so it was really funny because i i wanted to watch it but uh i wanted to watch it with andy just uh, my fiance so that we could you know have something to watch together so i was like hey do you want to watch this it's you know funny it's curb your enthusiasm and she had never really seen any of that any of okay. curb your enthusiasm uh-huh uh, so we're starting to to watch it, yeah. And then it's like ten minutes in or something like that, and then we pause it for like to take the dog out for a walk, and then there's just like this feeling of like, okay, this isn't very funny. <laughs> I know that it's not. And she's like, yeah, this isn't funny as, at all, and that's kind of how I felt. Not just it felt different a little bit. Uh huh. Like uh, it was taking its time a little bit more because like it's pretty much just like a guy dies on his property. Yeah. Very early on. Like so for someone who you're like, this is a really funny show. It was just such a funny (laughs) 10 minutes for that to be her first watch. And it was kind of like, all right, this there's nothing. No joke even happened in, in the first. But then I did finish the episode alone and I thought it does really 
wrapped things up of the episode so well so that it is really funny by the yeah. end. Uh, what do you think of it? Yeah, I, I, I could see that. I, I agree. It's it's funny just to be a, think about it from a perspective of someone that's never watched the show because there's so many things the show does that it will never explain because it's 11 seasons in and they're like, mm-hmm. you know, already like go, him going to like um, his friend's house and his, his relationship with his friend's wife and like mm-hmm. just all that aspect of it. Like they're not going to be like explaining to you anything. So newcomers are like, who the fuck is this? And they're like, Oh, well, you'll get it. He's just they'll never, they'll never mention anything about like why um, like Leon lives in his or is living with him or anything like that. Or like, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just pretty, it's pretty funny how a newcomer would see all that stuff. But uh, yeah, it, it definitely seemed kind of slow. I thought it was funny that it's like 11 seasons in and they're like, let's do this, something involving like a dead person, which is yeah. like something is pretty kind of ridiculous. Yeah. For, for this kind of show. Um, but uh, it, it sets up a pretty funny premise for I'm sure what one of the overarching stories of the season will be. Yeah, and it's a pretty ridiculous situation. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it, it it maybe it's just been a while since I've watched Curb, but I I just felt like it was a little like slower in setting up, and not in a bad way, but just like the jokes were really more true long cons over the full episode. Yeah. Instead of uh, just some like, oh, that's a funny situation and it builds. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to watch more and get back into it. Uh, what else have you been watching? Yeah. Um, just watched another episode of Young Justice on HBO as well. Same old stuff, just, you know, more superhero DC stuff. Not much more to talk about there. Yeah. We'll give you, audience, your fill when we talk about the Eternals. <laughs> Eternals, yeah, same thing. Marvel and DC interchange completely. You can't tell the difference between a Marvel and a DC movie nowadays. Or a Jupiter's Legacy. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, actually, I had one other thing that I've watched this week that I was going to talk about. Actually, you know what? Now that we're talking about superhero stuff, though, uh, real quick, I played this new Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy game. And I just have to say, it's like the best Marvel movie I've ever played. (laughs) (laughs) Sick. It is very cinematic and story heavy. And uh, it's almost like those telltale games where there there is like a storyline and you interact with characters and they're like, oh, that character Groot will remember this or whatever. And then it'll change parts of the story later on. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I was just going to shot that out because it was basically like uh, a gar- full Guardians of the Galaxy movie and the story was like really good I thought if you love Guardians of the Galaxy the characters are very similar to their movie counterparts and it's like it's almost like a, a st- what they would have done if they were more accurate to the comics leading up to Thanos fighting Thanos that's kind of okay. what the story is it doesn't involve Thanos though but it's like um, some of the other stuff with uh, one of the gems. And oh, yeah. uh, do you know who's involved with writing that? Is it anybody that was like 
in Marvel or something like that, or just uh, the studio? I'm not sure. Just some nobody, some nobody game writer. Yeah, I wonder if it do, it had some uh, some you know weight behind uh, some power in the the names writing it. Yeah, but that sounds that pretty cool. It's like the people. I guess the writer of uh, the Deus Ex series, some Splinter Cell. It's like the lead writer. All right. But, How uh, long yeah. was it? So online, it was. It said it was like thirteen to fifteen hours, but I think it took me like eighteen hours. But I usually like play the games very thoroughly and try to find all the secret stuff. And if there's ever an opportunity for your character to have sex, you do that for five to six <laughs> hours, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's probably what took the most time. Actually, there's no sex scenes in this game, so. Uh, I kind of felt ripped off, and actually, I hate the game. And <laughs> now, in <Yeah>. retrospect, <laughs> it makes me angry. Because <laughs> if I'm not horny from it, I'm angry. Uh, A very cool yeah. PS4, PS5. I played it on PC, but it's on consoles. It's even on Switch. Oh. I, it's one of those Switch games that uses, like, I think, cloud gaming stuff to make it look better. But you have to be connected to the internet, like Doom. Oh, okay. Where you're like, how would that ever run on a Switch? And they're like, it can. It's not ideal, but no, it can. We cheated. We know We know now that you'll eat anything up. <laughs> One thing that's cool, though, about the game is uh, there's options in it if you don't like games. Where it's like story only. And then it makes like all the like combat and all that stuff just like nothing. So you that's can just cool. experience the story and focus on How long on the do you story. think the game would be... Good if you did that well okay so that's the thing like when i was talking about it being like a telltale game the story i feel like the combat in the game is like 25 percent of the game you'd think in most of these games it's like 75 percent of the game yeah and the story is 25 percent, but the characters are constantly talking through combat through puzzles and there's constant uh points where you can choose to like side with one character or another or mm-hmm. make a comment to, based on what they're talking about. So it's like just constant uh, story and dialogue, which is like really fun with how the banter between them, you know, like Rocket arguing with Drax or Groot. And yeah. You butt in and you defend one of them and then they get mad at you and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's like if you love Guardians of the Galaxy, this is like a must. And we know you do, people. <laughs> Uh, very cool. All right. So that is the Guardians of the Galaxy. The game is what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is its official name because there was a Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy game. Not to be confused with this. That came out like four years ago or something like that. And not of note. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it was many people's favorite. Oh, cool. Uh, something I watched, uh, I watched, uh, David Cronenberg's Videodrome. So have you ever heard of this movie? I have heard of it, but I've never seen it. So it's about this, uh, programmer at a TV station. He gets shown this like, uh, like snuff film game show, Uh like from, uh, I think Indonesia or Malaysia. I forget where, uh, but then he's like, you know what? This is the fucking future. We got to put this on TV. And they're like, we can't find where it came from. He's like, fuck it. Just play it. And then if we get sued, 
whatever, this is too good. <laughs> um, but then he slowly finds that like this watching it gives you hallucinations. And it just gets this is uh, from like, the, you know, when you watch a movie that's a classic and then you're like, oh, that's this quote that I've been hearing uh-huh. or like seeing on shirts. Uh-huh. And then you finally get it. This is one of those movies where I was like, oh, that's where some of this stuff is from. Okay. Uh, so I really recommend it. I, I would love to give away more of it, but it's it's too interesting to give away. And it's on Peacocktober, Peacock TV right now. So if you have that, you could watch it uh, under. And I actually got to it because uh, they have a Edgar Wright presents section with oh, like sick. different movies that he says you should watch. And that was one of them. So I was like, all right, let's check this out. And uh, I thought it was really good. Really interesting premise. You know, like basically a guy finds a porno tape that make, starts to make him hallucinate and he needs to figure it out. Awesome. Pretty typical to real life events. <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, in some ways, that describes my ages 11 to 14 on the internet. <laughs> Teenager finds porno tape and starts to hallucinate and get obsessed with it to find it again. <laughs> what keywords was I using to find that one? All right. <laughs> that's Videodrome. Very much recommend. It does star, um, though, uh, James Woods, right-winger James Woods. Oh, yeah. In- infamously banned on Twitter, isn't he? On a lot of things. And yeah. several Chili's restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else have you been watching? Uh, so I-, I watched one other thing this week, and that was a show on Netflix called Midnight Mass, I'm sure. A lot of people have heard about that by now. It came out, I believe, like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people were very excited for it. Yeah, because um, Mike, uh, Michael... What's Mike his... Flanagan? Mike Flanagan. Yeah. Just to one of puts the horror hits out. Yeah, dude, this guy just pumping them out. And every time they come out, everyone loves them. Yeah, it's like it's he's not pumping out crap. He's just like pumping out horror stuff that's good. Yeah, they're legit. He made Doctor Sleep, which I really loved. Yeah, I love that movie. And then he's done, you know, Haunting of Hill House and uh, what was the other one? That Haunting, Haunting of Bly Manor. Bly Manor, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so really crazy how uh, this guy's track record. Pretty awesome that he gets to Netflix is kind of just being like, here's money. Do whatever you want. Yeah, do uh, another but... horror limited series. <laughs> he's like, yeah, okay. He's like, you're killing it with these. I imagine um, he looks like Pete Davidson in those SNL sketches where he just is the guy who goes, okay. You know, it'll be <laughs> like, you are the chosen one. You must come to save Earth. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so, okay. So the reason I haven't watched his other shows, the two haunting shows, but that's mostly because like when I watch horror, I don't really care for supernatural, like, uh, Poltergeisty, like poltergeisty hauntings, or, yeah, ghosts, you know, where it's like ghosts and stuff like that. Yeah, that stuff doesn't really interest me that much. So I assumed Midnight Mass would be something similar because it centers on a character who's like a priest. Um, but I saw on Twitter someone posted some images from the show that they said 
had imagery that was like the the anime and manga berserk and that's something that i really love so i was like oh man that's it like that's it i'm watching Mm -hmm. it right now yeah that's the only reference i need you to tell me to watch something yeah and uh and it's it isn't about um a haunting there's like creatures and stuff like that involved so it's very cool in that sense um, and it's only seven episodes, so it's not super long. And uh, I thought it was overall pretty, pretty awesome, pretty entertaining. That's um, cool. I definitely want to check yeah. it out, even though I am the same with you on those uh, like ghosts and haunting type of horror. That's why I didn't watch uh-huh. his two other series, despite them being raved about. I was yeah. just like, oh, OK, you know, I'm sure it's good, but it's not what I'm looking for usually but i think midnight mass is definitely gonna break me down and i'll end up watching it yeah all right awesome check it out speaking of hauntings i watched a movie uh blithe spirit this is uh, a remake essentially of an older film uh, where a spiritual medium holds a seance for a writer suffering from writer's block, but accidentally summons the spirit of his deceased first wife. Uh, and this, uh, I actually was just randomly looking through the the Apple TV app and whatnot, and just had like an itch to watch something that I didn't know anything about. And this came uh-huh. up, starring Dan Stevens, Isla Fisher, and um, oh, what's what's her name? Uh, Jed Apatow's Leslie Mann. Okay. Uh, so I was like, all right, this seems super fun. Uh, so I watched it, and you know, it it was. I'm not. I don't regret the fourteen ninety nine. I do. It's one of those uh, situations where. It, I'm like, I think I should have just watched the original, even though I don't know what the original is like at all. But uh-huh. you're just like, oh, this feels like the remake maybe lost something. Okay. Uh, but it it does have some fun performances from Dan Stevens and uh, Leslie Mann that, you know, it's an entertaining movie. But uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it kind of sits in this place where it's trying to be old school but it's also super modern. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if it, it ha- ends up having the charm of being something old school. I'm like, okay, then I should have just okay. watched actually the, the older original. movie yeah. because there's also a lot of modernity here. Um, but not a bad watch, uh, especially if you love those actors, um, but kind of a, a dark movie. I would say if you pair this with um, death becomes her, uh, huh. This, yeah, this I was going like, to say, the premise sounds like that movie. Yeah, it, it's basically a perfect pairing with that, where that movie is a little dark and unpleasant as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, this I think it came out last year, but I didn't really hear anything about it. So I was at least glad to, to check it out. I never regret checking out a new movie randomly. Yeah, I also, I really like Dan Stevens. I just feel like... Uh he's not in enough things that I personally would watch. He's always doing something where I'm like, Oh, that's definitely not for me. Mm. And, uh, but on he, occasion he'll, he'll do stuff like uh Legion or apostle. Yeah. And this is a guess. really fun Dan Stevens. Cause he gets to act like a little, like 
waspy British guy. Okay. It's a very like comedic performance for him. Cool. Um, and then uh, also shout out Nightbreed, which I watched. This is a uh, Clive Barker movie. And it's uh, a troubled young man is drawn to a mythical place called Midian, where a variety of friendly monsters are hiding from humanity. Meanwhile, a sadistic serial killer is looking for a patsy. Uh, and this movie is really insane. It's really more like a fantasy movie than a horror movie. Because this guy becomes one of these demons mm-hmm. uh, by uh, after being framed by the serial killer. <laughs> so there's a serial killer. There's a pos- uh, like a werewolf esque possession or uh, like transformation, and there's all these demons, and then ending in like a forty five minute long Helm's Deep esque battle. What the hell? Uh, so I, I was really surprised how like not horror this was, um, but okay. it's really fun. I would really yeah, suggest it. I've There's heard a lot of really creatures. good things about this movie. Um, a podcast I was listening to was talking about it and how much they loved it uh, growing up and that it's very weird. And I guess it was like a lot different than what they had planned when they first made it or something like that. It just, it seems that way because it, like, if you took away a few of the super violent elements, uh-huh. this could, this is kind of like plays like one of those weird kids movies. Okay. That's a little like too intense, but still like uh-huh. for kids. Uh, just because all the creatures, the way like the, it's, the creatures are tender. They're like not monsters. They don't attack people or anything really. They just want to live there and then they're being attacked. So I was just like, this is so fern gully with demons <laughs> and the serial killer has such a great mask. It's like uh, a bunch of canvas stitched together with button eyes. And then the mouth is like a zipper that's crooked. Uh, that's cool. And it, it looks really cool. So I watched this on Halloween uh, yesterday as of recording this and I was like alright this is exactly the perfect Halloween movie ridiculous and fun sweet um, and then just one last thing I watched uh, Cure this is a uh, Japanese movie from uh, Kiyoshi Kurosawa and this is uh, a detective is trying to uh, find the kill- the cause of all these murders from people who don't realize that they murdered someone or don't remember it. So it ends up being kind of this like hypnotist murder situation. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's a really creepy movie. Just the idea of like, you could talk to someone and then you would end up committing murder and just being like, why did you do it? I don't know. I just like, I just did it. And that on its face is creepy. But then, of course, there's deeper metaphor there that's unsettling on its own. Uh, So I would suggest it. I forget where I watched it. Oh, Criterion. It's on the Criterion channel. Um, But if you're looking for just a really dark detective movie that's super unsettling, where kind of the, the detective is with 
the suspect for a majority of the movie. So uh-huh. similar to all the small things, not all the small things, the the little things starring yeah. Denzel. Like <laughs> if you want that movie, but where you know that the guy actually did it and that's what's going on, it's kind of perfectly paired with that. This guy just fucking with the detective, but you know, like, this is the guy. Huh. Uh, so check that's it cool. out here. And that's all I watched this week. A lot of horror, of course, gearing up for Halloween weekend. Mm-hmm. So why don't we get into our feature review of last night in Soho? All right. Let's talk about this movie. Actually, it's the only one that I didn't have an IMDb page up for. Foolishly. So let's get that up. All right. This is Edgar Wright. An aspiring fashion designer is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer. But the glamour is not what it appears to be. And the dreams of the past start to crack and splinter into something darker. So let's get into it. Chris, what did you think of last night in Soho? And overall, are you an Edgar Wright maniac? Uh, Yeah, I thought that I enjoyed watching this movie. It was a fun time, um, but I overall didn't care much for the story after at the end by the end Mm -hmm. and i would say if you compared it to his other movies that this would be like lower on the list i think Mm -hmm. Uh, but it is still very stylish and fun and the performances are all great but uh but yeah i think i just where how the movie kind of veers and ends kind of just was a little bit boring and underwhelming to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, uh, but yeah, it's definitely worth watching. And uh, I I enjoyed myself. All right. And the big question, this or baby driver? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I don't know, man. I think, I guess baby driver. Then you hate women. (laughs) (laughs) that's the discourse i believe Um, oh is that is that the discourse i don't know i think i saw one tweet about it it was my own tweet (laughs) go give it a like everybody um yes did you have a food at all for this um i was trying to think of something that was along the lines of like something that or it's like a meal when you have different courses and then the uh it's like exotic at the start but then you get to the main course and it's like oh this is just like any other dish i've had Mm, okay you know it starts out really uh unique and then it kind of just gets boring all right well yeah how did how did you feel about it i'm i'm a i'm an edgar wright fan for sure. I like mm-hmm. everything he's doing. Um, I think Baby Driver in this definitely see, feels like a, a shift in that uh, the the trinity of movies. 
he did. Yeah. Uh, with end of world of tomorrow, end of world. What is it? End <laughs> the of, world's and, end. The world's end, and uh, Shaun of the Dead, and uh, police detectives, hot fuzz. Hot fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, and we're in this new phase, and I, I think it is an exciting phase. But I think it, it's also hard for me to get pat get away from like, oh, I, I still love that Nick Frost and uh, Simon Pegg comedic and satirical yeah. Edgar Wright. Um, but this movie ultimately I liked, and I'm actually opposite of you in that it grew on me more at the end because of the end, but in okay. a, in a weird way, it is a solid movie. I don't think it blew my mind even in uh, a way. And I, I think maybe we're, we've been a little spoiled with movies lately that are really exciting, like even malignant. I don't think malignant yeah. is a better movie than last night in Soho, but I think uh, it's more exciting. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of got me for this, but it does feel just classically good. And I, I'm really interested in the fact that this, you watch it and you're like, wow, this is a really like well done, thoughtful and big budget original idea. Mm-hmm. But then even that term, like original idea, there's several movies that are like similar to this and even uh, ones I haven't seen, but uh, Repulsion, I think is one that was referenced that sounds very similar. And um, so it isn't necessarily original at the same time. So just that thought kind of struck me like this isn't a superhero movie or something, but it does feel original, even though it's like Edgar Wright is drawing from older movies with this a hundred percent uh so what are we really saying when we say something's an original movie or not so it just got me thinking that which in a way is uh at the heart of what this movie is talking about uh fetishism of the past Mm -hmm. uh but yeah that that being said like how just solid it is as a movie. It also just ends up feeling a little uh, boring in that same way. And I think it's just in that, like, it's not exciting. It's just kind of giving you exactly what you think. Mm -hmm. A kind of whatever you think is happening right at the start, that's what's happening. And uh, it's not going to get too crazy or exciting but i don't I would, let's get into spoilers soon but i would say this is like a uh, british pie where everyone's like oh you gotta go to like london and get like a you know mincemeat pie like it's so classic and you eat it and you're like yeah this is like really good and really classic but it's just a pie it's just like a meat <laughs> pie so um but that being said i'll probably end up buying it on blu-ray 4K Blu-ray. Uh, let's get into some spoilers, though, because I do want to talk about the ending and what I felt at the beginning. Um, not saying I'm like really smart or anything, but right once we saw the older woman who rents out the room, I was like, oh, that's Anya Taylor-Joy, isn't it? Uh-huh. And then once we see the uh, the detective... Uh, talking to Anya Taylor-Joy 
who at the time, yeah. you, you know, he's like telling her, Hey, get out of this. You're too good for this. I'm like, yeah. Oh, that's the, that's the old guy. Yeah. That we saw. So a lot of like the punch of the movie was taken from, from me because of that. And that was just me, like my writer brain just being like, okay, they're spending too much time with this one old woman. And she's saying she wouldn't sell the place. There's too many memories. And all we're <laughs> talking about is memories in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but what, like, did you sense any of that yourself? Or was that a kind of a surprise, the, the way the ending came? Um, the thing is like, for example, for the, uh, the old guy, I was, I knew it wasn't going to be Matt Smith because that was too obvious, but I also was like that. It's just weird that he would be anyone, including that cop, because that cop one was scene. one scene, right? <laughs> yeah. And I never talked of again. And I was assuming this movie had maybe bigger twists or turns in the story that would make whatever that ends up being more interesting of a matter of fact. But like, that's, that's kind of my problem with the whole movie story wise in general is that the first half is a lot of this, like traveling back in time, experiencing it, piecing stuff together. But then the second half is just like a straight up haunting. And nothing to do with this, like, traveling through time kind of stuff, which mm-hmm. I assumed was going to be, you know, integral to the story and the twists and, like, how she solves her problems or, or something like that. But it, it right. kind of just, like, very – it's, like, a hard shift in the middle to where it's, like, all that stuff now, it just doesn't matter. Now it's just straight up ghosts are haunting her. Mm-hmm. That's all. And that, I think that's kind of what disappointed me is that none of it we were being showed – was gonna mean like she learns anything from it to figure out other stuff. It was kind of just like, okay, now I just have to find out who murdered this woman. That's yeah, the mystery. Yeah. And avoid the ghosts. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's just a different movie, but yeah, yeah. I, I feel like there was that a shift in that the middle, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, where yeah it's like okay this is what it's gonna be (laughs) is her like it was interesting to see her in that world yeah and get to get clues and whatnot and then it was scary like she can't escape that world every time she goes to sleep she's sucked back in Mm -hmm. and it was like that seemed compelling and interesting of like oh how is she gonna get out if she can't she literally has to sleep it's almost like you know nightmare on elm street yeah, it reminds me of a Jinji Ito story of a guy who he would sleep and then he would sleep and like in his dream, he would live a year uh-huh. and then he'd wake up and then the next time he slept, he'd live 10 years oh, shit. and he'd be, he'd wake up and he'd be like, I'm I like, I don't know who you people are. Like I'm starting to lose grip on reality until oh, he's like, I lived 3000 years. And then, <laughs> and, uh, and the really creepy thing about that to shout out that story is just being really good is it's not like he's doing inception where he's, you know, living in the dream Uh or whatever, you know, just like, yeah, we're just uh, getting to like live our life, but in a fantasy, like the metaverse, 
No, he's like, if it was something where I was writing an essay and stressed out and blisters were forming on my hand because of how hard I was gripping the pencil, I would be living that for 3,000 years. Oh, what the hell? (laughs) Or like being in a car and having to pee really bad and the car never stopping, like that kind of dream logic. He's like, that I was in for 10,000 years. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, But that's tangent sidebar to that Genji Ito story. Uh, forget which book collection it's in that you can get, but anyways. Um, yeah, so the one thing that did surprise me is that uh, the character Sandy, uh, who's the older woman, Alex, and uh, or Alexandra, she killed all the men. Uh-huh. That was what did surprise me. Because I knew the woman was her, but I didn't. Okay, she's actually the murderer. Yeah. Tight. And you know what? That is actually where it won me over. Uh-huh. And I think it is a little, it gets a little like goofy, like, but at the same time fun when all the ghosts are coming to uh, Mackenzie. What is her name? Thomason Mackenzie. Thomason Mackenzie, Eloise, her character, yeah. Eloise. They're coming at her and she's like, help us, you know, like kill this crazy yeah. woman. And then she's like, no, yeah, you guys suck. Like, yeah. Fuck she's you like, guys. fuck you guys. Uh, okay. So that's, so I have this question because I thought it was funny too. Like when they're like help, I just like laughed out loud and I was like, sick. Okay. This is, <laughs> this is like an awesome twist. Finally that we get. That's like really uh, surprising, but does she Eloise have powers? Is that is that what we're supposed to understand? Is that other people can't see these things? Only mm-hmm. she can. It's not just because she lives in that room. Yeah, she's a clairvoyant, and okay. she because lived in that's that the room. thing that I was kind of confused with because I was like, oh, there's that room that house is haunted because the woman says people leave in the middle of the night. And that's why she wants her deposit. So I was like, oh, other people are also being haunted. And then they just get the fuck out. Mm, right. But that... I guess that's not the case. But because that seemed like a pretty big clue that was like, dude, everyone else gets the fuck out. Why doesn't she just do that? Yeah. Too? And that could be the case. It, I think it's one of those things where it's maybe meant to be ambiguous because even the lights there are enough to get anybody to just leave one night you know like the flashing yeah. neon lights uh-huh. so i think it is this uh the, both things like oh it's kind of not a great place to live yeah and, and then, the other yeah. thing is like with the clues it's like the first time she does it she gets a hickey and then it actually shows her getting a hickey so is that why we were tricked because we thought she gets um Alex gets her throat slit, Sandy. We think she does, but she couldn't have because Eloise would have gotten her throat slit too. Oh yeah, I guess so. I didn't think about that, but yeah, is that I'm wondering, I'm curious like is that a clue because they show her throat very dark red as if it was slit. So I, I was like and cuz she was she getting, getting choked. Here? Yeah, she was and getting then, choked so that it would all track what you're saying. Yeah, and also, like, why does she... It's just weird that, like, she kind of gets haunted by Sandy's ghost, even though Sandy's alive. 
also. <laughs> yeah, so, like how I, just, I, I guess don't understand that aspect of it either. I but, guess uh, it's that she must have been getting, you know, haunted by the man, and uh, that's why the hickey affected her because it's the man yeah. who's there. Yeah. But yeah, I do think there is some. There is a cool idea there of someone kind of like being a, a investigator in dreams mm-hmm. to solve a crime, but they have to avoid, you know, getting. They have to almost like protect somebody who's getting killed or something. So there's like yeah. this movie. It does have a premise that can still be explored, right? Right. And that, that's actually one of the other problems I had is that it's just another movie where it explains mental illness as a superpower. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it really is like, can we stop with the like, oh, they have early onset dementia. Actually, she sees dead people. Yeah. It's, and it's a superpower. You should. You it's wish an you ability. Had it. It's like, yeah, stop, I, please. I, I don't know if it, to me, it didn't seem exactly that, but I think that's almost to its discredit too, you know, of like what was really happened to the mom. Yeah. Because yeah, it, there, there is a little bit of that for sure. But, uh, and the mom, okay. The mom, I also love the mom because for the, for the entire movie until the very end, I was like, oh man, wouldn't it be funny if the mom, just appeared in that single mirror in her bedroom, her childhood bedroom. And that was the only place. Yeah. Yeah. She's like the mom, the, she sees ghosts everywhere else, but the mom's like, I can only be in your bedroom in this one mirror, hun. I haunted this $13 (laughs) Ikea mirror. Yeah. (laughs) And then she's finally at the end of the movie in another mirror. But it would be funny if that was just her mirror from ch- her childhood home. She brought if, it to work. If the grandma even said, I brought your mirror from home. I yeah. know you were going to stay. What? <laughs> Why did they do this? <laughs> I, you know, the final image, I liked that. Uh-huh. I liked her seeing uh, Anya Taylor-Joy and, yeah, Sandy. And there being kind of this ping of like, oh, is this bad? Uh-huh. Is this? And then, no, it's... She's like, let's let's murder the fuck out of some scummy ass pieces of shit. So it's going to be her Dr. Sleep and uh, the dude from Malignant forming a team. (laughs) Yes. And and uh, the Shyamalan universe guys. (laughs) All, All of them. Uh, Theme wise, though, the thing that I really liked about this movie is this meditation on how we do fetishize the past. And there is that Uh whole, like, I would love to live back. Things were better back then. And you're like, no, they weren't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They weren't better back then. People Uh, didn't have uh, bidets in America. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Not go back to the past because I couldn't have a clean ass. That's like the number one reason besides all the racism and sexism that was like times, mm. you know, a hundred, but everyone's no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone stunk like shit. So it does really play that this girl who's uh, obsessed with sixties thinks she'd be better off then, but really then it being like, no, you wouldn't. It was really hard. Yeah. 
for women and every man was a rapist back then and uh some women were mass murderers how is that better yeah it's not no possible way so i did like that whole message and how that that is a big part of the movie yeah like hey let's reckon with what's going on then and and i do i wonder if there's any room for there being some of like what happened then happening currently uh-huh. in the movie. Cause I can't think of any examples where, you know, like there was women being taken advantage of in the, in today's society. Oh, actually, no, not- no, you know, you know what it is, is in today's society, you have to watch the fuck out for women. As mm, that's what, that's what it's saying. Yeah. Because her fucking roommates drugging her and being just a, shitlord of a person yeah that roommates she never got her comeuppance either <laughs> yeah other than and, getting scared and just at the nothing. end like looks at her like hey what's up not it's like you tried to kill me by almost stabbing me in the face with scissors but yeah we're cool like, yeah what the fuck no because you're because you're good now because people respect you we're cool yeah so i have to suck up to you i you know what's funny is like if in the beginning she just saw how she's like, oh man, this uh, Eloise. She really likes idolizes the sixties too much. The, back then, it was there was just full of rapists and like piece of shit people. Why would she like it? And then that's what spawned her hating her. Oh yeah, it was so like this entire movie. Real. She was justified. Yeah, she was very justified on disliking her. You know, she's the real hero of. There's the sequel. It's a side story. What was happening with Jocasta? Can we <laughs> please get the Jocasta? Jocasta. <laughs> Uh, she pretends to party a lot because she knows her friends will uh, and she has to protect them so she (laughs) pretends she's drinking but and and drugs the people that she thinks are going to be dangerous so Mm -hmm. they would be incapacitated and not be able to hurt her friends (laughs) (laughs) hurricane jacosta uh but yeah i think this is a a movie i actually kind of want to see again and yeah, not because I loved it, but because it is uh, very incredibly thoughtfully done. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine getting more from it. There's a couple of movies like that. I would actually love to give the uh, Nia DaCosta's Candyman a revisit. It's still playing at a local theater of mine. Okay. Um, so I'll give it that for sure. I think it yeah. just didn't, it, it didn't knock me off my feet. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's true because you want to, now you can watch it seeing old Sandy and all of her lines and what more they imply when she Mm -hmm. says like, when she's talking about like the place, uh, how you have to like keep everything plugged in the summer because the house smells. Yeah. 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 It's the bodies. Oh, right. Because the bodies. You're like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm sure plugs would hide the smell of rotting, hundred fucking rotting bodies. Sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, and and stuff like I mean, even in the the end, she's like, get the letter, and you see her get getting looking through her mail, and you can see it immediately. It says Alexandra, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh right, that's out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. By that point, I was I was like, oh, they're going to the mail. This is going to be the reveal because I had yeah. already been thinking about it for yeah. And minutes. then you find out she used Matt Smith. That's what I yeah, I had to change my gender just to evade the police. Oh, this is transphobic too. Yeah, God this damn fucking it. movie. 
Oh, uh, man. But but yeah, it's uh, definitely I'm glad a movie like this exists. I think it's expert craftsmanship and and money put into something that isn't part of a, a comic book, which mm-hmm. just got to be real. We want yeah. like we want video drums, you know, like we want <laughs> video drums in theater. We want uh-huh. night breeds in theater. And we are getting to a point where we have to be afraid that we won't be seeing those movies in theaters. Get with the program. And this is a night breed. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's a couple other things I wanted to touch on. Oh, like um, the old man who's like the cop. Yeah. That fucker's name is Hansy. He I did some that. shit. Okay. That guy needs yeah. to die. Too. He's not a he's not a good guy, but yeah, to get yeah. the nickname Hansy, it's yeah. not a not a <laughs> shining example of society. That's the start of Eloise's path of killing pieces of shit people. Okay. <laughs> also, it, it, you know what would have been great is if he she kept seeing him after. And he's like, dude, you fucking killed me. I was the cop, you idiot. What the yeah. fuck? Also, yeah, like, how he, could he end. not recognize Sandy when he knew her growing up or what happened to her? Just he's being around town when he's like, she yeah, was yeah. crazy. I remember her. It's like, yeah, she was right she down just, the street. Did she just stay in her home the entire time? <laughs> yeah. I think he couldn't pin it on her, but he knew it was her, was my assumption. Uh-huh. And he was like, they're all shitlords, so I'm not going to try hard. Yeah, to he's like, to okay, this. they kind of deserved it, so. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, any other final thoughts of Last Night in Soho? Ellen um, yeah, her, her, uh, her boyfriend, John. I feel like that yes. was the most uh, unbelievable, like, simp character. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like, dude, why do you like this girl? Yeah. He just is idolizing her. He has no idea who she actually is. Mm. They never actually hang out or talk about anything that they like and share, like, a common anything other than we go to school and study fashion together. Yeah. And then he's like. I'll help you, which is like, great. Okay. You're a nice guy. That's cool. But then the moment she tries to stab Jocasta, I'd be like, you need to get her like psychiatric mm-hmm. help. Cause clearly she's not in a good place. And even before that, cause before that. Yeah. Was the, is when they they have sex. Yeah. They're going to have sex. And, and she, she just screams out. for her life. Yeah. And she put like him in danger. Terrifying experience. He he all the other thing in that scene is like he breaks the glass and then steps on the glass and clearly like cuts his feet. And I was curious if that had any significance to anything, but I guess it doesn't. And I was just like, oh, it's why do they like focus on that or have that happen? Yeah, it's one of those things. I I agree where don't show someone getting injured unless it's one, a joke or two impactful (laughs) later to the story. Yeah. Those are my rules for showing or else you are thinking like oh what Yeah, that what's going to happen. Right? Yeah. 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 
I wonder if that was like something they had to cut or something. It was just weird. Yeah. No pun intended. They would show it. <laughs> yeah. Not that it's like that much of a moment, yeah. but it still, it was enough for me to notice too. And maybe that yeah. we're just like too sensitive to that or something. Yeah. <laughs> Cause of I was just heart. thinking like, Oh man. Yeah. Th- that would fucking suck running on broken glass. Fuck that. Did you see that diehard reference Edgar Wright put in his movie? <laughs> <laughs> he's, oh, I heard he's going to remake Die Hard and he's casting that kid that played John in the movie as the new John McClane. That's why his name is John. <laughs> it was all viral marketing. <laughs> Horrific. Uh, well, yeah, this, this for me is a, uh, a four star mm-hmm. out of five. Let's get uh, into wrapping it up. Any sequel or double feature idea worse? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say for double feature since we watched this movie uh, this year earlier, but Promising Young Woman. Oh, that's a good one. I feel like that would be a cool one to, to watch with this movie. Yeah, a bit um, of a spoiler in a way to the to this movie. Oh, you know, just because like this movie does not is not saying that it's one of those movies from the start. One of those movies. No, but it's not saying that it's that message of what. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. So then watch uh, this movie. Before. Yes. And and don't know what you're (laughs) watching second until after you finish this movie. So whoever programs the movies, <laughs> you'll have to take the hit of not being surprised. Oh <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what about a uh, double feature for me. It's tough trying to think of like kind of possession movies. Um, yeah, this one, I couldn't really think of anything too good. Uh, so I'll just go ahead and say Trancers. Uh, because in Trancers, yes. you take over the body of your relative mm-hmm. in the past. So it's pretty much the same. Thing. If I've proved anything, Trancers works as a double feature to almost <laughs> every, every movie. movie. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Uh uh, and yes, then uh, sequel, you know, I'm thinking you've kind of touched on sequel ideas as far as her becoming a vengeful person of, of men who have attacked women in the London area. Yeah. Yeah, dude, just give me full blown like this is the superhero origin movie, much like Candyman, like you're saying. And sleep and Doctor Sleep, yeah. And then in the next movie will just be her talking to hella dead people. Maybe she'll, yeah, Haley Joel Osment, like you're saying, <laughs> team up with her and be like, we we see dead people and then they fucking solve. And then Bruce Willis as the superhero <laughs> walks up and he says, "I make dead people. <laughs> I do too. I burn my kids." Casey, who let Casey on set? All right, let's wrap it up. Chris, what else is going on next week? Yeah, okay, so let's see. Next week, we got a couple things on Wednesday on Netflix. That Western, um, The Harder They Fall, comes out with like Idris Elba, Jonathan Majors, and uh, Regina King. Oh, okay. I actually don't think this is too high on my radar. Yeah, 
it looks it looks really cool. Uh, but it's like basically a full like all black cast western. Nice. Um, let's see, and then we got what's on Friday. Oh, of course, the Eternals comes out on Friday. So oh yeah, I guess we're gonna do the Eternals. We're, we're Can't wait sure. to watch the Eternals. Yeah, the, the talk about that movie is pretty hilarious right now because it has a sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and everyone on the internet is like shitting on it and saying it's because it is technically now the worst reviewed marvel movie Mm -hmm. which hasn't happened since i think like thor 2 or something yeah thor 2 which is a 66 percent so it's like i i feel like 60 percent's not bad but uh the general consensus seems to be like there's too many characters for exactly what you thought from the yeah when you watch the trailer and thought why would this movie be bad it sounds like it's just exactly that yeah so i don't know hopefully it'll uh surprise us but we'll see (laughs) and i i will say i am a hypocrite when it comes to uh marvel movies and these types of movies just these these types of blockbusters because I won't read reviews, and I even try to um, avoid, avoid Rotten it. Tomato score. Yeah, if yeah. I'm gonna watch a movie, uh-huh. I just don't care. Even the trailers, people know that I don't. I'll watch half of the trailer, yeah. and then decide to watch it. But for Eternals, I've already read reviews, think pieces. <laughs> I've already seen and the I, the action figures that they released like two months ago, and I was like, why would anyone want to buy these right now? Kumail the movie hasn't been out and it's eight characters that all look the same because they're all dressed yeah, in like these, the same uniform these costumes like green suits uh oh actually one other movie comes out next well, week on tag, apple but tonight i'm craving steak i'm sexy and i can't have any guard oh that's kumail <laughs> uh, i didn't realize uh He's going to guest on the Yeah, yeah. Podcast. That was uh, Kumail's, an impression of Kumail Nanjiani by Sean Big, comedian. So go look him up. Really funny uh, impression there. Um, one other movie comes out on Friday on Apple TV Plus, which is the new Tom Hanks movie, Finch. Oh, his it's second Apple Plus. Yeah. The Apocalypse movie with him, a robot, and a dog. Yeah. What if Chappie... Day Zero and Greyhound. (laughs) I'm just saying things that have mild uh, similarities to it. Yeah, it looks really cool. And uh, I would love for Apple Plus movies to be a hit. I did think Greyhound was really good. That's the only Apple Plus movie I think I've seen. So. Oh, yeah. I watched Coda and that was great. Oh, yeah. That was Apple Plus, huh? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited for them to be uh, that one to be a hit, but we'll probably main review Eternals. So check it out. Go to your theater and see it. All right. You could find me at at Joe Cabello on Twitter. Chris at Rebirth Project. Also go to JoeCabello.com. That's where you'll be able to find links to everything. Past episodes, my novel, which is released some chapters for free online, my comic, all of that. Go check it out. See you later. Bye.